Well, Life Center, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You made it. You made it to 2023. Come on, somebody. It's uh, so glad that you're here today. And I was reflecting this morning on my drive in uh, just how thankful I am that the first part of this year, we get to spend it together in church. Uh, taking the first few moments of your new year, honoring God, prioritizing your walk with Jesus, I guarantee you, you will not regret it. And I think there's even something significant about us having some extended time of worship, some extended time of prayer. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I think sowing a seed of faith into the year ahead is so huge. And so I want to say thank you so much for being here today. It's funny, I'm a little bit thrown off because you might not know this about me. I scan the audience every gathering and I know where you all usually sit. But today is, is messing with me because like 8.30 is at 10, 10 is at 10, 11.30 is at 10. And so like I'm just looking around the room going, okay, you're not in the right spot, you know. Um, but glad, glad that you're with us today. Hey, um, since it's New Year's, I have a special message. I was praying, just asking the Spirit, what do you want to say to us as a church community today? And so this is not a part of a series, it's, it's kind of a standalone, specifically for New Year's. But here, here's what I felt compelled to share with you today. Five promises to take with you into the new year. So if you have something to write some stuff down with, I'd encourage you, grab a piece of paper, a pen, grab your phone, you can up, open up the Life Center app, all of the notes are in there as well. But I would love for you to jot these things down. And today's gonna to be an opportunity for us to kind of reflect, to, to look at what scripture has to say to us in light of what God was communicating to people a few thousand years ago. Here's what I know. 2022 had some crazy in it, did it not? Anybody else? Um, 2022 had, had some crazy and. I don't know about you, this past week in my life, in our life as a family, this past week had some crazy in it. Uh, I, I found out the hard way that those little covers that you put on water faucets to insulate, they matter. <laughs> All these years later, you, you know, you, you, you learn these things and you realize like, I found myself, maybe you can identify with this, I found myself multiple times this last week saying this, I'm ready for 2023. Anybody else, you, you said that last week. You said that last month. You said that six months ago. Some of you, you said it 11 months ago. You were ready for, for the next thing. And, and yet, here's what I've learned over the years. Life doesn't change because of the date on a calendar. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, there's a lot of people making aspirational goals and resolutions right now, and that, that's awesome, but, but here's what I learned a long time ago. Life doesn't change because of the date on a calendar. Life changes when we align our lives with God's plan and God's purpose. See, there's a lot of people who were reflecting yesterday and they woke up this morning saying, how is this year going to be Different. Some of you, you did something new this morning that you didn't do last year. 
I know over the next few weeks, health clubs are going to be jam-packed for the next few weeks, right? Today on my drive-in, never see this on Sunday morning, but I saw people out running on a street. I never see people out running on the street, but it's a new year. We got, we got to do some new things. The, the page is turned. It's a new day in the calendar. I got to, I got to move forward, but, but here's what we need to understand. Life doesn't change just because it's January 1st. In fact, the life change that you're looking for, it's not going to arrive because of some mystical or magical date. Life changes when we get in alignment. But alignment with what? Well, alignment with God's purpose and God's plan. See, if you've ever driven a car that's out of alignment, it's less than fun. Because a few things happen. One, you're, you're battling the whole time you're trying to move forward. Anybody, that feels like a good description of your life. No matter how hard I try, it doesn't seem, everything is pulling me. Not only that, you drive a car out of alignment and stuff wears out quicker. Anybody feel a little bit worn out? See, if, if we find ourselves in this space, we have to ask, am I in alignment or what am I in alignment with? That's a better question. You see, life changes when we get in alignment with God's purpose and, and God's plan. Now, I'm, I'm all for setting goals. Come on, how many of you, you set some goals for this year? Come on, let me see a show of hands. Okay, there's only 10 of us. That makes me nervous. <laughs> how many of you, you have some resolutions this year? Okay, th this year I'm going to change this. I'm going to stop eating that. I'm going to do this. I'm I'm all for setting goals. I'm all for uh, resolutions and, and living with vision. Come on, it's a good thing to live with vision. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have some direction in your life. Why? Because without direction, you're just going to flow in whatever the strongest current is. So it's good to have that, that vision and that direction, but it's problematic for us when we make the assumptions that everything just changes because it's a new year. In fact, you probably are a little bit like me. I've learned this the hard way that um, the same habits that I was hoping would end with a calendar kind of come with me. The same issues that I'm trying to overcome. You know, a couple, couple years ago, I... The, the Lord and the Holy Spirit was beginning to just deal with something that I didn't even see in my own life. It, it was anger. And I remember finding myself going, God, I, I don't want to be so easily frustrated. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that man. It's, it's out of alignment with who you've called me to be. And, but the thing is, you can have an aspirational goal or desire but not experience change until you actually surrender and submit and get in alignment with what God wills for you, his purpose, his, his plan. See, the more that I leaned into the spirit, the more that I noticed that that reaction and some of that anger began to dissipate. But here's what I also learned. Every day we walk by faith. That means every day I have to Submit, I have to surrender, I have to release, I have to adjust. 
See, the, the calendar turned at midnight last night. But life turns when we adjust what we're in alignment with. See, there's, there's a better way than just waiting for a new year to, to change your life. Here's the better way. Line up your life with God's plan and purpose. And one of the best ways to do this is to lean into his promises. Let's lean into his promises. If I, if I had one desire for you as, as this church community, as your pastor, I would say, let's get in alignment with God's purpose by hanging on to and carrying his promises with us. And so today I want to share five of those, five promises that I want to encourage all of us to carry with us into the new year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state each one of these five as a promise that I feel like would be healthy for you to pray out loud or say out loud consistently this next year. Here, here's promise number one. I have access to new mercy. Come on, would you say that out loud with me? I have access to new mercy. The book of Lamentations shares this truth with us. It says this, because of the Lord's faithful love. Now, now, pause there for a second. It's not because of your faithful love. It's not because of your consistency, your disciplines, your church activity. Come on, somebody. It's, it's not because of you. And this should make us scratch our heads because all of a sudden we go, well, if it's, if it's not up to me, then, then I actually have to put all of my trust in God. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's called faith. It says this, because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. For his mercies, can you say mercy? His mercies never end. Grace, grace is this. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. I deserve a lot. Not in the good way. Not in the positive sense. Right? Um, and it says this. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. For his mercies never end. Capture this. They are what? New every morning. And the response is this. God, great is your faithfulness. You see, I should never pause and be amazed at my faithfulness. Because my faithfulness is flawed. Sometimes my faithfulness is out of a motivation that is less than ideal. See, sometimes our, our faithfulness can be, well, well, I want to be faithful because I know I can get something from this faithfulness. God's faithfulness is simply a reminder of his character, his nature. And his mercy is new for our lives every single day. And so can I encourage you, carry this promise into 2023 with you. What is that? I have access to new mercy. Life feels like it falls apart tomorrow, but guess what? I have access for new mercy. My career takes a sharp left-hand turn. Guess what? I have access to new mercy. 
I walk into a doctor's office, I receive a diagnosis I wasn't expecting, but guess what? I have access to new mercy. Remind yourself of this every day. Why? Because we all need mercy and grace every day. Grace isn't what just gets you in. Grace is also what grows you up. And understand, your best days are never so good that you're outside of the need of grace. None of us ever like, you know what? God, I did so good. Why don't you take a break today? I just nailed it. I didn't do any sign language on I-5 with the person who cut me off today. I'm doing pretty good. God, just go ahead, take, take a sabbatical, because I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Our best days are never so good that we are outside of the need of God's grace. But our worst days are never so bad that we're outside of the reach of God's grace. I have access to new mercy. You have access to new mercy. Carry that promise with you. Here's the second promise. And before I get there, I almost, almost forgot this quote. <laughs> I love this from a guy named Chuck Swindoll. Some of you have heard his name before. Some people just got excited right there. Did you hear that? <laughs> Revival just broke out. Chuck Swindoll. But he said this. Let's make one resolution this year to anchor ourselves in God's grace. You want to set a resolution? I'm going to anchor myself in God's grace. I have access to new mercy. Here's the second promise to carry with you. I serve a God who does new things without changing. Don't miss that. I serve a God who, who does new things. Does God do something new in our lives? Absolutely, but here's the good news. You don't have to worry about whether or not his character or nature is going to change. He does new things, but he himself does not change. See, the author of Hebrews reminds us Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not change, but here's the beautiful thing. God will continue to do new things. In fact, the people of Israel needed this to take place. They were going through periods of captivity, exile, struggle, and God wanted his people to be in relationship with him, and he did not want them to lose heart, even though they were walking through seasons of challenge, periods of darkness. And so God would send messages through spokespeople, his prophets, Listen to what it says in Isaiah 43. I want to read just a couple of verses, verse 18 and, and 19. This is talking about God's deliverance that's coming. And God says this to his people. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look. Can you say look? Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I could keep reading on and on and on. This passage is amazing. And here's what we need to understand. It was written to a specific group of people at a specific time in a specific circumstance. 
But as modern readers, we look back in the same God who promised them that even in the midst of your challenge, I'm willing to do something new. Guess what? In the midst of your challenge, God is willing to do something new. We serve the God who does new things. Well, Tyler, I've been in the same broken place for 20 years. Guess what? Create some space for God to do something new. Tyler, I've had this same addiction for, for the past 10 years. Guess what? Create some space for God to do something new. Tyler, I've had this same negative attitude for a long, long time. I don't know how to help you there. <laughs> no, you serve the God who does something new. Create Space, hang on to that problem. And, and here's what brings us confidence. Even though he does new things, he does not change. He does not change. What's interesting, the people of Israel, they were doing what many of us tend to do. They were imposing their past experiences onto their future expectations. God, we've been in this place of exile. We've been in this place of challenge. We've been in this place of suffering. That's just how it's going to be forever. And God says, no, no, no. Forget the old things. Forget the old things. You see, he tells them to forget the past. Here's an important thing for us to remember. You can't walk backwards into your future. And some of us, you've, you've heard me say this probably a hundred times, some of us, the problem in our lives is the rear view mirror is bigger than the windshield. Can you imagine driving down I-5 with somebody whose rear view mirror was bigger than their windshield? Life would be a little bit erratic. Again, do you have space in your 2023 to consider that Maybe this God who does not change is wanting to do something new in your life. Create space for it. Is there something, is there something that you need to release in order that you can receive in the year ahead? Because maybe, maybe that word, although it was for ancient Israel, it can be applied to you that, that you need to forget the former and prepare some space for God to do something new and some, something fresh. Here's the third promise. I belong to a new reality. Can you say new reality? Again, these are, these are promises that I want to encourage you to write down so that as you pray this next year, as you take time to, to not just remember these, but even just say them out loud, that, that I have access to new mercy, that I serve the God who does new things, but also we have to remind ourselves that as followers of Jesus, we belong to a new reality. In fact, Jesus, he was teaching about his work and what he came to do. And he defined this new reality by telling a parable one day. Look with me to Luke chapter five. In Luke chapter five, starting in verse 36, Jesus, he's replying to a question about fasting, but he's trying to help the, the listeners understand, no, 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 you, you, gotta, you gotta be aware that, that I've come not to just be an addition to the works of the law, I'm actually the whole new thing. There's a new reality. 
And Jesus describes it this way. He says, he also told them a parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. Otherwise, not only will, there, will it tear the new, but also the piece from the new garment will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it will spill and the skins will be ruined. No, new wine is put into fresh wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants new because he says the old is better. Imagine a few days ago, Christmas morning, you, you opened up a, a Christmas present from your family. They were so excited. They're excited to watch your face because out you pull this brand new shirt. It's the one you had on your wish list. You're so excited. They found the one you were looking for. And you take that shirt and you walk over to the kitchen, out of the drawer, you grab a pair of scissors, you cut a big square out of that new shirt, you walk back to your closet, find this old nasty, stinky, raggedy shirt, you pull it out, and you start sewing that new patch on in front of them. Would your family think you are sane? No. In fact, the person who bought you that gift is going, what are you doing? You just ruined the new thing. And now you ruin the old thing. What are you thinking? Who, who does that? We do. We do. We do that every time we, we take a little bit of Jesus, but we add it to some legalism. We do that every time we, we take a little bit of Jesus and add it just to some religious activity or, or some self-help efforts. Jesus is declaring, listen, I'm the real thing. I've come to fulfill all of that. But if you try to take a little bit of me and you just cut a little bit of Jesus that you want and you, you try to attach it to your old life, come on, somebody, your old paradigm, 2022 you instead of 2023 you, all it is is patches. See, Jesus is reminding people that we can't add a little of him to the old ways. And can I tell you, this is the danger for those of us who like grace Jesus, but we don't want to come under the lordship of King Jesus. Are we still friends? <laughs> See, there's a lot of people who love the idea of grace, but understand, Jesus also wants us to Obey. Part of your sign of loving Jesus isn't just singing pretty. It's obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. But this is the danger for those of us who have maybe embraced this idea of, I love the type of Jesus that loves me, and I reject the type of Jesus who actually wants me to submit or honor him. Why do we experience this tearing? It's patches. We, we took an ideal of Jesus, we cut it out, and we tried to apply it to our old lives. And can I tell you, it will not work. We belong to a new reality. Jesus himself becomes our clothing. We are clothed in righteousness, not a righteousness of our own, not a righteousness of our own activity. 
You see, much like new wine, and it needs a new wine skin. Why? Because that old wine skin, it was stretched to its furthest extent through the fermentation process. And so if you take that skin that had been stretched and you put in new wine, which also has to be fermented, it's going to rupture the skin and waste that skin and waste the wine. See, a lot of us, I know, we would love to experience some new wine this year meaning a fresh work of God in our lives, a fresh experience. But, but do you know that if new wine needs a new wine skin, do you know the process of developing a new wine skin? There's a little spoiler alert. Something has to die. See, many of us, we, we've read this passage, and we go, yeah, yeah, God, give me new wine, give me new wine. And God's going, okay, for new wine, you need a new wine skin which means something's got to die because skin comes from what? Something dead, okay? I'll just, <laughs> it comes from an animal. I know it's, it's, it's New Year's Day. I get, it. I get it. Something has to die, but then once that animal's dead, it's got to be skinned. The, the leather's got to be tanned and prepared and, and cut and so There's a whole process, and so be careful before you say, God, I, I want some new wine. I want a new presence. I want new favor in my life. I, I want you to do a new work. Because along with new wine, there needs to be a new wine skin. But here's the good news. You belong to a new reality. Understand Living a life that is centered in the gospel is a completely different garment, not just some patches. So in 2023, please don't, don't make this mistake. All right, I got my Sunday patch. No. You belong to a completely new reality. This whole following Jesus thing, doing life with Jesus, for us as life center, we don't just see like a little patch. Oh, got that patch. Got that patch. No, no, no. It's a whole new garment. It's a whole new reality that we live in. Living a life that's centered in the gospel, it requires fresh wineskins for that fresh wine. So will we lean in? Here's the good news. It's a promise we can take with us. We live in a new reality. All right. Number four, the fourth promise. I am a new creation. Come on, can you say that with me? I am a new creation. And the alarms go off. <laughs> I am a new creation. I love this scripture. Many of us, we, we can quote it, we know it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what? He is a new creation. The old has passed away and see, the new has come. Can I remind you, Life Center, if you are in Christ, you are not just an updated version of the old you. You're a new creation. You are brand new. And so can I encourage you, believe that, receive that, rest in that. I'm a new creation. Well, Tyler, 
I, I prayed the prayer. I put my trust in Jesus. Why am I still battling? Welcome to humanity. This is where our faith has to kick in. And we say, even though I, I don't feel it, I believe it. I am new. I'm not the same person that I was before I put my trust in Jesus. I'm not the one who I used to be. I'm not the same man that I was six months ago. I'm not what I once was. Not because of me. This is a promise from God. I am a new creation. Because either that scripture is right or it's wrong. And if it's wrong, it means all of it is wrong. Don't miss that. Tyler, I don't feel new. We can't just live by feeling. Just like you can't just drive by speed bumps. Be dangerous. Speed bumps matter, feelings matter, but don't drive by them. They're indicators. They're indicators. You see, we must get in the habit of preaching the gospel to ourselves every single day. If there's one thing that I could pray that I could just plant in each of our hearts this year is that we would wake up, we would look ourselves in the mirror, and we would preach the gospel to ourselves. Because we don't just need the gospel once so that someday we can go to heaven. We need the gospel every single day. Why? Because when I preach the gospel to myself, I remind myself I have access to new mercy. When I preach the gospel to myself, I remind myself I'm in relationship with a God who can do new things. And he doesn't change. When I preach the gospel to myself, I'm reminded that I can be this new creation that he's made me to be. Here's the fifth and final promise. I can take new ground. I can take new ground. Some of us, we, we feel stuck where we're at. Some of us, it's not that we feel stuck, it's just the status quo feels so good. But here's what I want you to know. 2023, as, as you align yourself with God's purpose, and again, don't, don't miss that first thought. Stuff doesn't change just because of the date on a calendar. Stuff changes in our lives when we align ourselves with God's purpose and God's plan. So if I will align myself, understand, this year I can take some new ground. God speaks to his people again in the book of Isaiah. And he says, he says this in the midst of their exile, in the midst of their suffering. You ever been in a, in a down season in your life, a, a frustrating, stressful point, and somebody walks up to you and they, they have great intent in their heart, but the way that it comes across, you're just like, that was not helpful right now. I wonder when Israel hears these words if they feel a little bit like that. I doubt it because they probably had more faith than I do at times. But God speaks to his people and he says this. He says, enlarge the sight of your tent 
and let your tent curtains be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your ropes and drive your pegs deep for you will spread out to the right and to the left and your descendants will dispossess nations and inhabit the desolate cities. Tyler, what does that even mean? In the midst of exile, God is talking about the future glory for his people Israel and he's getting them mentally ready before they physically experience this. But God is saying, hey, the, the, the current place of your dwelling, you, you gotta expand it. You gotta stretch some things out. You gotta lengthen those cords. You gotta drive those tent pegs deep. Why? Because you're about to take some new ground. In the middle of a challenging season, God sends a prophetic word to his people. Stretch out, enlarge. And I wonder if the Spirit of God wants to say the same thing to us, but we're going, but God, inflation. God, cost of living. God, the the pandemic. God, the, the government. Do you know that God is not insecure about who is in the White House in our nation? We serve a greater king, and we are citizens of a greater kingdom. I love this nation. My father served in the armed forces, but we have a different reality that we belong to. And I wonder if there's spaces where God is is saying, I want you to take new ground, but we're so quick to respond, maybe like the people of Israel. Well, that would have been nice back in the promised land, but here we are in Babylon. Guess what? God is still a miracle worker in Babylon. And God is the one who is faithful to keep his promise and remind his people, even though you're in Babylon, that is not the final destination. And we have to understand this in our lives. Why? Because where is it in your life that you need to take some new ground? Where God's inviting you, stretch out your curtains. Stretch out the place of your dwelling. Will you trust me to take some new land this year? Maybe it's in your marriage. Is it in your marriage? Will you you trust God to to actually take some new ground forward towards health? Maybe it's your career, your business. Maybe it's in your walk with Jesus. See, we we don't take new ground just because the date on a calendar changes. We, We take new ground when we align ourselves with God's purpose and God's plan. And so what is the new land that God is wanting you to take hold of? I I don't know how to answer that for you. You're gonna have to take some time and, and listen to the Spirit. And guess what will happen when you do that? The Spirit will speak. The Spirit will speak. What is it that God's wanting to do? What is he calling you to step into? This is one of the reasons why every January we take time to set aside 21 days for prayer for fasting. You're going to hear more about that specifically next weekend as we launch into 21 days of prayer that will lead us into vision night. But listen, for some of you, if if you pray these promises every day 
for the next 21 or 30 days, I guarantee you paradigm will begin to change. Perspective will begin to change. Activity will begin to change. Not because Tyler wrote these. No, no, no. We, we look to the scripture and we just say, okay, God, we want to be in alignment with your purpose and, and your plan. So God, would you do what only you can do? But the greatest way we can align our lives with God's purpose and God's plan is to make sure that we've surrendered and submitted our lives to him. So today, across this room, can I invite you just to bow your heads for a moment? Because on the first day of a brand new year, 2023, I wonder if there's some people in this place who you're ready to make the greatest decision you could ever make. And that's by putting your trust in what Jesus has done for you through his life, his death, and his resurrection. Maybe today you walked into this church in Tacoma, Washington, you tuned in online, looking for hope, saying to yourself, okay, this year is gonna be different. Can I tell you the way that this year is different is by surrender, aligning our lives with him, with his purpose, with his plan. And today, if you're in this room, you say, you know what, Tyler, today I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I want a fresh start with God. I want to know that my sin is forgiven. I want to know that my debt is paid. I want to experience life with Jesus. If that's you today, can I invite you just to raise a hand on this first Sunday of a brand new year and say, yeah, that's me. Tyler, would you pray for me? Yeah. Others would say, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Can we pray this prayer out loud together, Life Center? Would you join me? Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I put my trust in you. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new creation. Help me to follow you every day of my life. It's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Can we celebrate those who are making that decision? Life Center, can I invite you to stand to your feet this morning? The worship team is gonna lead us in one more song. And today, I want us to make this our declaration, even as we sow a seed by faith into 2023, that the one who we sing about, the one who we serve, He's the one who goes before us and makes a way.